Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. Man, I'm so thankful how God aligns things and just as a testament of God's favor and His presence. When, uh, we have been saying this for some time now, and I mean, it's been maybe more of a revelation for us more than ever that we are the carriers of the kingdom of God, right? We're the vessels. So everywhere we go, we shine that presence of God as that glory of God. Um, you know, when, the more you, t- you spend time with the Lord, like Moses, people couldn't even look at him like, because he was shining with the glory of God, right? So that's what happens in the Testament. And uh, Nancy, thank you so much for your faithfulness. God really is using you mightily, and I'm so thankful you do represent us really well. And um, man, I'm just so excited to give you this word. And I just ask us if we can just for a moment, just for the next, whatever, 20 plus minutes, let's not limit God to like, hey, the service needs to end at 12. I just ask for everybody's heart to get in one accord and one spirit right now because God is speaking to us. God is really moving through us uh, unbelievably and uh, we may not even know it. I've been talking about Jacob where he was like, the Lord is in this place and I wasn't even aware of it. And now the more I see it, where I go, I carry the kingdom of God. And my, 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 I'm, not, I'm not concerned with people's beliefs. And what Nancy just mentioned was perfect that, you know, whoever the political realm is, God is after people's heart. I mean, God changed the name of Jacob, right? He was a deceiver, and then the Lord used him mightily. Look at what happened with Paul. <laughs> he was killing the Christians. And then he, he writes like one-third of the New Testament. So... Um, when we have the perception of Christ, uh, things change. We look at people different. We look at the love of Christ. Amen. So let's continue to pray for all the governing uh, officials. And a few weeks back, I talked about it. it's very important that we pray for all the authority. That includes not just out there. That includes <laughs> in the spiritual authority as well. When you have to have reverence for that. So let's go back to that Bethel for a moment last week that I talked about Jacob right and what happens when we get into that quiet place and uh, Jacob kept running running trying to figure out on your on his own and then when God shows up <laughs> he finally gets that revelation when he lays down and the Lord opens up to him Genesis 35 1 so now I'm going to read just a few quick passages God said to Jacob arise go go up to Bethel and dwell there make an altar there to the uh, to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. This is 21 years later, all right? I'm going to skip just for the sake of time. I'm going to skip the next passage, Genesis 35, 9 through 12. You can write it down if you want. Um, but I'm going to get to the in, in the end. My, the title of my message is From Now Where to Now Here. <laughs> I couldn't figure out in the yesterday evening, like at 2 at night, like all of a sudden I just get this kind of revelation of word. It may be tacky for a second, but maybe it will help you understand what it means. And I'm thinking you will understand this. So 21 years later, Jacob goes back to Bethel. And for a moment today, let's go back to that moment, you know. Uh, Let's go back to Bethel, a place where you met God in the middle of nowhere, right? All of us have those stories, amen, where God just showed up. And you're like, how did God brought me through this? So tell the person next to you, say, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going. Let's wake up. <laughs> Amen. So that's what, that's what Jacob did. God says, hey, get up and go back to that place where you've been. And there's important things I want to mention. So what I got out of those things uh, when God told Jacob to go back. Three things. Bethel. It also represents the church, what we are supposed to be. Number one, 
uh, place of remembrance. And I want to talk a little bit about that. Uh, yesterday we celebrated my dad's 80th birthday. A lot of fun. And this was a place of remembrance. And I'm telling you, the photos and everything. And I can just look at one picture and be right there in that moment knowing how awesome God was there. How much he brought us through. It was very encouraging. So places of remembrance, there's a reason why we need to do that, right? We remember where God just shows up in the middle of nowhere, really. Um, and some things we do need to remember. One of the most repeated commands in the scripture is remember. If you read through the scriptures, remember, remember. God, I was always telling the, you know, the Israelites, remember what I've brought you through. Because they just kept you know, complaining <laughs> about the current state or whatever they didn't have. Rather than what they had, right? They always had God on their side. Um, so... Sometimes, I mean, we, we always want to learn something new, right? We have this desire, oh, I want something new. But sometimes the key to where we're going is not something that we need to learn, but remember where we've already seen it. Uh, it will make sense with, with Jacob, right? We've talked about finally he was like, oh, God is in this place. And I wasn't even aware of it, right? So God is saying to Jacob, hey, I know you're older now. This is 21 years later after we heard about yesterday, last week yesterday it feels like yesterday last Sunday um, he's like you're older now but I, I need you to go back to Bethel and there's a purpose behind it um, I enjoy reflecting on certain things in my life right uh, in my personal life as well as the church's life and uh, and just to see God's promises being fulfilled in my life I looked at my dad and looking at his stories and I'm like man Lord you really just fulfilled so many promises in his life went through so much you know pretty much witnessed his mother get murdered back in the day when they were young kids and during World War II and then God's faithfulness in him it's just because God is so faithful in his promises right we got that from last week God is faithful in his promises one of my confessions I'll I'll say it I love doing confessions right from here um during time of worship, there's two things I do. <laughs> One is I'm worshiping Jesus. I worship God how I'm supposed to. Um, but then I also like to look around at people, <laughs> right? Uh, and I would just see people, certain faces that remind me of uh, the journey that we've been on together. And just, uh, it touches me so deeply. It just brings me so much uh, to, to that deeper worship with the Lord, knowing His faithfulness, Right? So different people bringing me to different moments in our lives. And I know it may somewhat sound like invasion of your privacy, you know, being watched while you worship the Lord. <laughs> but I think it's a just pastoral privilege. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, I love watching people worship God. <laughs> pastoral privilege. Well, not only that, when you're from here, you can see everybody's faces. Like who's on the phone, who fell asleep, and things like that. Don't worry, I don't judge. The Lord is the judge. <laughs> Hey, if the Lord puts you, gives you some rest during this, my sermon, praise God. May the Lord strengthen you and give you new strength. Amen. I remember talking to Bizzle, Michael, back in the day. And it was just, we, you know, years back. And I was, Michael, you know, if you, um, I was just talking about dreams of the future of the church. Um, if He will exceed your wildest dreams. If you lay down your life and help me in church. You know, I was really just trying to do some... Uh, uh, spiritual condemnation or like not more, more like motivation like come on so anyways this morning I went back to Bethel in my mind you know where just what God has brought me through where God reveals himself 
And sometimes you need to just go back and remember those key moments where God did the unexpected. Man, I, I keep going back and I just I begin worshiping God and saying, wow, look where my family is now, right? So I did a 360. <laughs> That's the way to say it. If you can remember that, surely the Lord is in this place. I walked in this place this morning. I was like, Lord, you are in this place. You know, that's so amazing. And I'm going to just challenge you today, uh, just for your perp- uh, the building of your faith, do a 360 a view of your life. Just glimpse back and look at what God has done. Amen? It works best for those moments where you, you, you don't know what's going on. You, you, know, you don't know what's, what's going to happen. Right? You've been there. You're just like hit there and you're like, I have no clue. Is my life going to end right now? Like, <laughs> am I going to die? And, um, but then you look at it and you're like, Lord, you've been so faithful, Right? And this is a place of remembrance. So God tells him, hey, set up a stone. You know, it's a place where, and that's what Jacob did. So he was doing that as a reminder. Uh, One time, Prophet Samuel also set up a stone. And he said, thus thus far, the Lord has been with us. Or he's been, uh, he has helped us. Another translation, right? I can confidently say today, thus far, the Lord has been faithful here. He's brought us through so much, amen? And I can testify and I can sure testify on your behalf. The Lord has brought you through so much, amen? Everybody got a testimony, right? We were seeing this morning, this is my testimony. If I'm not dead, God's not done, amen? Hallelujah. So let's go back to Bethel in our mind today. When you get home and just, just when you worship next time, before you ask something, God say, Lord, I thank you. And in the moment we quiet our mind, we start seeing that God was there all along, Amen. Hallelujah. So watch this. On the first visit to Bethel, look, Genesis 28, 16. When Jacob woke up from his sleep, he thought, surely the Lord is in this place. That's present tense. And I was not aware of it, which is past tense. There's a significance that God just kind of opened up to me yesterday. I was like, I didn't thought about it, but um, place of remembrance doesn't mean living in the past. I want to clarify that, right? Uh, problem is we start worshiping the memory. It could be like even something that God's done, but we're not aware that we're actually worshiping the memory technically of God rather than God. So I want to just clarify that because there's some people that just say, oh, God moved back in the day. Man, God is moving now, (laughs) right? It's not just then, all right? So um, it's a place where we remember God's faithfulness, but we keep moving forward. And last week I've mentioned that, right? God is always on the move. He's moving. Thus, he's creating something new. But what happens is we're like people, we just like to worship things. We're like, oh, this person, like, it could be a political person. It could be anything. Like, you know, a celebrity. And all of a sudden, like, oh. Like, we just, we just monument everything, right? Like, we just want to get stuck. God is like, no, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Keep moving. I like it. This was good. Right. You know, people experience God. They fall, God, uh, they fall down in the presence of God. And the next thing, you know, they're just pushing everybody. You know, and I'm, I'm saying God can, trust me, I fell in the presence of God before numerous times. That can still happen. But God is always creating you because he wants us to move with faith. Right? Not to get stuck in just one route. But place of remembrance is a place where we remember God's faithfulness. Right? I just want to make that, get that out of the way. So Bethel is a place of remembrance. But it's not just a place of remembrance. Point number two, it's a place of revelation. Okay? We're talking about being in presence of God. So because it was there in the middle of nowhere, God... Uh, shows up to Jacob and he receives a revelation, right? So after 21 years of running for his life, running without revelation, <laughs> man, Proverbs 29:18, right there, where there is no vision, the people perish. 
But he that, taketh, uh, that keepeth the law, happy is he. So you have to move with the revelation. And one of those key points is that you have to move with the revelation. Uh, the, the other translations are with the prophetic. So God is continuously speaking to us, and it's important to move with God. Amen? This is the place of revelation. So point number two, Bethel is a place of revelation. So Jacob goes back. Check this out, Genesis 35, 3. Then come, let us go to Bethel where I will build an altar to God who answered me in the day of my distress and who has been with me wherever I have gone. So he now already seeing that God was always there with him, right? So um, in Genesis 28, again, we see he says the Lord is in the place. But now Jacob journeyed full circle, all right? I just love the story of Jacob. Keep coming back to it. So He's now grown. He's been through some things, right? But, and then he realizes that God wasn't just in this place. He was in that place. He was that place. He was there with me there, 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 everywhere, right? Don't mean to go to Dr. Seuss on you, but like he's everywhere. Come on, right? But the presence of God is not a place. His presence is the treasure that we carry within us, right? This is the presence of God. You carry the kingdom, the Lord said, the greater things will you do. God says like, no, no, no. You don't understand. I don't think you see yourself. I don't think you see your full potential until you receive a revelation of who God is. When we receive the revelation of God is, it changes everything. It changes how we look at people. It changes how we look at Democrats. It changes how you look at anybody. <laughs> Come on, right? Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 5 through 8. So God is with you wherever you go. And I want to point the focus on verse 7, okay? Because I talked about the treasures that we carry within our earthly vessels. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your uh, bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who command the light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Verse 7. But we have this treasure in our earthly bodies, pretty much. In earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So it's always about His. It's about His presence. It's not about your eloquency of beautiful words and how you can just sway people, you know, with your awesome, glamorous look. Right? So, verse 8. We are hard-pressed on every side. We know. We talked about being pushed in your purpose, right? We can see the tension because... We're bringing light. We carry the truth, right? We're hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Can somebody say, God is with me? Say, I carry his presence. Say with confidence, I carry his presence. Can you? I carry his kingdom. Amen. Hallelujah. So I just want us to get pumped for this and to know that what is within you. It is a treasure of God. His presence is the most precious thing amen so Jacob says I see it now I see it now my eyes are open right I've been through some things he became an ARP member by now like he's you know he, he's seen some things in the middle of pain um, but what happens when God shows up right in the middle of nowhere in the middle of your trouble Psalm 46 one says God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble amen when God shows up in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of hopelessness, in the middle of hurt, in the middle of a divorce, in the middle of a doctor's report, in the middle of failed marriage, whatever it may be, right? 
something happens. When God shows up, our eyes open up. The thing is, and our eyes open up to the fact that God was there all along, <laughs> right? It's just that a lot of times the only way, sadly, happens in life is until we hit, until we're hurt, until we finally feel something like, oh, my child got sick or my loved one got diagnosed with cancer. We get this wake-up call and we finally, like, we run to the presence of God. God is like, I'm here. I'm with you. And so it's the revelation of knowing who God is, right? That he is there all along. Amen? His presence is a place of revelation, right? It's where nowhere becomes now here. Did you guys catch that? Nowhere, now here. Space out, right? I'll, I have a perfect example here. So here's nowhere. <laughs> so, and God comes in. You put God in the middle of your nowhere, wherever you're at. And God says, now I'm here. I mean, that's the, kind of like a simple word, but I'm like, God just, for some reason, moved me through this just one word. God is now here. The moment you welcome into your uncertainty, amen? These guys like, I will part waters, not just part words. I will part waters, right? I'll make a way through the desert, amen? Where God's presence is welcome, something will shift. Something will shift, amen? Where there's God, where God's presence is, there's purpose, amen? Where God's presence, there's revelation, and this morning I was like, Lord, where your presence is, when, you, or your, when your presence becomes my environment, my environment becomes purposeful. I thought about that. I was like, man, Lord, thank you for that. So when his presence becomes our purpose, our purpose becomes profound. We finally get it, what my purpose is, right? So I was blind, but now I see. I was broken, but now I'm healed. I finally see it, God. Surely the Lord is in this place. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Amen? Where? Now, here. Here now, right? See, you're not alone. <laughs> you're not alone. He will show up in the middle of your despair. And the thing is, and you finally start seeing like, Lord, wow, you're here now. So <laughs> I wish I went back and you know, made a Christmas message out of this one back in the day. Because shepherds in the middle of nowhere, right? And then God shows up in the middle of nowhere. And now the presence of God is here now. Now here. Amen? So I just want us to testify to know that God is in this place. We kind of just have this sense that, and me included, for the longest time, like, this is a place of gathering. We just come together and fellowship together. Yes, that is all true. But to understand there's power in the presence of God. When we come together, we bring the, together, we, we are the church of God, right? We, are the, we, we, we carry within our vessels the presence of God, amen? So when we show up, technically, we're show, showing up with the presence of God already, amen? So there's power, and to understand that God is moving here right now, and in your heart, through messages, through something, perhaps even you don't like what so-and-so said to you, and it kind of, it struck a nerve, it wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't feeling really good, but then you're like, wow, God just spoke to me. I mean, come on. If God could use a donkey, he could use Vic. <laughs> right? I mean, so go back to Bethel, a place of remembrance, a place of revelation. But church is also a place of response. This is my last third point, and I'm wrapping up here. A place of response. First time Jacob went to Bethel, he was running real good. I mean, he was literally physically running real good. By the second time, he comes back 21 years later. He's limping already, <laughs> right? So uh, the first time Jacob went to Bethel, I mentioned that last week. He was making deals with God, right? 
If you, God, then, then I will. And it said, God is not an if-then God, right? Look at this. In Genesis 28, 20 through 22. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and will watch over me on this journey, I'm, I'm taking and I will give it will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's household. Then the Lord will be my God. Like, I don't know. It sounds good on the surface, but it's just so uh, selfish. <laughs> and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house. And all that you've given me, I will give you the tent. So Jacob's a negotiator, right? He's been negotiating deals all his life. He's just making deals right here. Jacob just can't shake Jacob. <laughs> Now watch this. The second time he comes back, right? This is what we're talking about today, 20 years later. He's limping, but he's living. <laughs> he's broken, but he's blessed. You see what I mean? Um, the first time, Jacob was doing all the talking, right? Now God is talking, and he's listening. And so Jacob doesn't say a word this time. And I love that because he's learned a few things. He's learned to listen. We have to learn to listen when God speaks to us. Not just like, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that, I'm done, amen. You know, <laughs> Lord, what are you telling me today? We talked about getting into that presence of God where we begin to listen to what God is saying, right? And so here he builds an altar, okay? And when we think of altars, we think of comfortable furniture for some reason, right? We, we think of altar, perhaps a church, you know, or seating, whatever. In the Old Testament, the altar was a place of sacrifice. This is where the blood was shed, like, you know, of bulls, goats, other animals, of doves. Um, and so when Jacob built an altar, it represents sacrifice, right? So this brought me to the New Testament, Romans 12, 1. Check this out. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. <laughs> Come on. It's not just the lip words, you know, and stuff like that. Because Jesus said, yeah, you, you, can, you can worship me with your lips, but your heart can be far from me, right? So God is saying, offer yourselves. This is where we lay down, right? When you follow God, it will cost you something. You will have to take up your cross. Jacob's limping now. I think he, if he would have been in that time in the New Testament, he would have said, I couldn't agree more. You know, it costed me something. So this is your true, true worship to God. One version says it's your reasonable response, right? It's a response. So it's time for us to respond and build an altar in our hearts. So, like, I don't know what it is, but like for the, just a new wave of revelation came to me. Lord, I was like, have I really given up everything to you? Have I really just went and said, Lord, I'm just laying it down. Like Jacob finally said, I'm done figuring out. The moment he finally, you know, just dropped it all. I mean, he lost some years. But still, God's favor was through him, with him through the whole time. Saying, I'm here. Don't just do this zigzaggity run until you're here. I can bring you. You can avoid all these mistakes. Uh, I want to point out, some people say, well, you know, I wouldn't change a single thing about my past. Well, that's true. I mean, we can't do it anyway. <laughs> so... But I do believe we could have saved a lot of heartache because when we move with God, God warns us. He prepares us. He says, he sees it from eagle's eye view. He's like, don't go there. The truck is coming. It ain't stopping. Don't, don't get in the relationship with that person. That person is going to hurt you real bad. Don't be so quick. Move in my presence. 
Move in my presence. Amen. This is where revelation of God comes in. So this is a place when we enter into God's presence. It's a place of altar. This is the place where we find our purpose, right? How far has God brought us through, right? On this altar, I'm reminded, God, you are amazing. You've been with me all along, right? I lay down my perception and I receive his revelation. Notice that. The moment you, the Lord enters your life, you all of a sudden, you're like just loving on people that like hated you. They even look at you crazy. They're like, some, you're up to something. What are you trying to get out of me, right? <laughs> when we receive a revelation, you know, our perception changes. So this is where I respond. This is where I stopped running my monkey brain and start listening to the Lord, right? So God's presence is so evident and is so near you. And all you have to do is listen. And all you have to do is shut down the noise and enter into the presence of God. Amen. It's so important. And I think it's the Holy Spirit just really moving our church and keeps reminding us the purpose of God's presence. It is so vital because that's what carries us through. Amen. Watch this. Genesis 35, 9. God appeared 35, 9 uh, through 10. God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padam Aram and blessed him. And God said to him, your name is Jacob. No longer shall your name be called Jacob, but Israel shall be your name. So you called his name Israel. Jacob meant deceiver. And you know what Israel stands for? Triumphant with God. Mm. Oh, the moment you enter in the presence of God, the moment God's presence becomes your purpose, you'll be triumphant. You will avoid something. You will feel the power of God carrying you through everything. And that's what the devil tries to do best. He tries to distract us as much as he can. So we can just keep scrolling, comparing, and things like that. God is like, I am here. Welcome my presence. Let my presence become your nature. And you'll see your purpose. You'll start seeing things from a different angle. Amen. And all of a sudden God is saying, I will not leave you nor forsake you. My promises are yes and amen. My word does not return void. My word does not return back and void. And I begin to... Just enter into the presence nowadays more than ever. Just closing my door and just sitting there and just enjoying the presence of God. This is the last passage I want to read. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 7 through 10. I like to end them with a just, uh, just encouragement. God is encouraging us through prophetic words and he's encouraging right now. This is what God says about us. 1 Peter chapter 2, 7 through 10. There's a lot of these passages, but I love this. This just came to my heart. Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious. This is, again, we're talking about what we're carrying is very precious, right? But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumbled because this, they disobeyed the message. So you're carrying the truth. And if, if they get offended at the truth, it's between them and God. As long as you're speaking the truth, right? person's at the edge of a cliff. And you say, don't worry. God loves you. Or you can say, whoa, whoa, whoa hold on, buddy. <laughs> you're going to get off the cliff. You're going to die. So truth sets people free. Amen? They stumbled because they disobeyed the message, which is also why they were destined for it. Verse 9. But you are chosen people. But God is like, let me remind you again who you are in me. But you are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. This is what God's saying about all of us here. God's special possession. 
that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not, peop- not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had no, not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Amen. So God, in that presence, we start to start seeing ourselves. We begin to understand that you are the carrier of his presence. And that means my perception changes. That means God begins to transform my understanding. God transforms Jacob's mind. This is the place where he's like, all of a sudden, your eyes open up to the revelation. Oh, I thought I was nowhere. And God is like, now I'm here. I'm here. And his presence is here right now. His pre- Let's stand to our feet. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.